Hello, Barney History fans. Welcome back to another episode of the Spots of Love podcast. I am your host, Karan. Um, like I said before, we're really just on this journey to talk to all sorts of friends and family of ours within this group, both fans of the show, cast and crew members, whoever we get a chance to have in this seat across from me um, and talk about our friend Barney and our lives and our experiences with him. Uh, we're going to keep going on with that today. Uh, I have another great guest. Um to talk to here from the Barney History fans group. Uh, her name is Heather. Heather, welcome. How are you? I am doing good. Is How are you? Your... I'm good. I'm good. Is this your first time ever doing a podcast or things like that? Yes, it's my first time. Cool. Well, um, I've, I've hosted a few different podcasts. Um, I think about three or four. So I'll try to make it as, uh, as simple and not so uh, difficult or new for you. Okay. Um, okay. let's just, let's just start in the beginning then. Um, let's start with your experience with Barney. Do you remember, um, when you first found Barney in the TV show, um, and what that experience was like? Well, I remember when I first found Barney, well, my mom took me, I was a toddler. My mom took me to a play group and some, one of the other moms mentioned to her, Barney was new, new back then. It was the PBS series series and my mom someone said oh turn on Barney she'll love it and love it and one day my mom turned on Barney and friends and I fell in love with it and Christmas 1993 I remember my grandma gave me gave me a a musical Barney doll that played his played the I love you song when you squeeze his hand and I got baby bop and I got the little Barney slippers with the Barney heads and I just <laughs> loved Barney there was something special about him something I'd never seen before yeah that's awesome. I used to have those those little house shoes as well with the Barney head on them. Um, yeah, those are cute. Yeah, I wish I could find them again just so I could add to to my collection to have because I definitely don't have them anymore. That's awesome. Um, so you you grew up right at the very start of the PBS series, then right season one and and two and those kind of things, the early years. Yeah, I was born in ninety two, so so I remember I was born like about. A little, a few weeks before the PBS series premiered, so awesome. I feel like I was me I was meant to be a Barney fan. Yeah, yeah, that's how that's how I felt too. When I for when I started, I was born in '93. Um, my brother, who's a year older than me, he was watching it already before I was. He was born in '92, um, so it was already in the household when I was born. Um, and then I I just kind of took it and ran with it. Uh, and hmm. he, adopted, he grew out of it eventually, but um, here I am, obviously, still a Barney fan. Uh, but yet, yeah, thanks to him, I think, is the reason why uh, I even found or knew about the show and had all those items and things like that. Um, do you have a favorite, uh, since you grew up in the during the classic years, did you, did you watch Barney all the way to the end? Uh, or did you have a moment where you stopped watching? I remember once it got through, like, seasons... Four through six, like, I kind of lost interest. I mean, I really prefer, like, the, I really prefer seasons one through three and, like, the backyard gang stuff. That stuff is the stuff I really want to see. Hopefully someday release on streaming or DVD or Blu-ray. That's the stuff I, I grew up with. That's my Barney. Yeah, for sure. Why do you think, why do you think that is? Because there's a lot of, there's a lot of fans who prefer the classic era of Barney. Um. And usually that includes Backyard Gang to season six, but you said around 
the around the fourth to the sixth season is when you lost interest um and that the very very early years was the ones that that you prefer the most why do you do you think there was something different about um what do you think changed in it that that made you lose interest to where you I think it was the whole the change of the cast mm -hmm. the cast the old guard growing up leaving and stuff and I was so used to used to everyone from that and like like then it kind of got fancier and I kind of liked how Barney was just more simple in the beginning oh sure beginning not so not too extravagant not too fancy mm -hmm. fancy and plus plus I had started going to school school and stuff stuff someone seasons four through six were on I wasn't able to catch the episodes as they aired and stuff so oh sure that makes sense. Did you own any uh, home videos or anything like like that when you were younger? Of season four through six home videos? Oh, just, just any home videos in general. Oh yeah, I owned a lot of Barney tapes. I remember as when I was a kid, I I as a toddler, I figured out how to put the put the tapes in the VCR, yeah. play them, fast forward them, rewind them, and and put them back in the VHS rewinder. Mom always my mom always said that it said that I was. That if I was bored, I'd just put on a Barney tape, and I was quiet for a half hour to an hour. There you go. Nice. Did I think you... my first one was, I still have it up in my attic, was Waiting for Santa. Was oh, my yeah. first tape. The classic. That's a lot of I try to watch it every year on at Christmas time. It's yeah, tradition. For sure. And Night Before Christmas is good, too. I like that one, too. Yeah. Does, uh, do you have an all-time favorite home video that you would say is your is your absolute favorite one if you had to choose just one to watch forever do you have a favorite that you would choose really it's a tie it's a tie between either magical musical adventure or or barney in concert as a kid i never saw barney in concert we never rented that tape but i saw it a few years ago as an adult for the first time and i just ended up falling in love with it oh yeah yeah, for sure. Barney in concert is a great one because um, it's not it, it. It's very much like what you said about the early years of Barney, where it was very simple, right? There wasn't a lot happening in that show. It was just kind of this big sing along. Um, the first time that you see Barney on a big stage like that, but yeah, that was like it. that gave me chills. It gave me nostalgia. Yeah, it's very nostalgic, right? Because it's, it's like, it, even it, though I wasn't born yet, I wasn't there at the show. I was like, I felt like I was there. Yeah, exactly. It it kind of captures you in that in that way where you really do feel like you're you're a part of it. And I I feel like only Barney in concert and uh Radio Radio City Music Hall's live show are the only two that make you feel that way. The other ones are I think the other shows are great, but I think those are the only two that make you feel like you're right there in the audience with them the entire Exactly. Time. I mean, I I actually attended as a kid. I attended both Big Surprise and Musical Musical Castle. Wow. Castle, I mean, I thought they were fun and stuff, though. Mm -hmm. Though yeah. with big surprise, I I kind of had got freaked out by the part where robots appeared on stage, and my mom had to take me out out to the bathroom because I started crying and I got scared. And oh, no. I never really liked when robots appeared on Barney. I'm to this day, I'm Michael's teapot head had robot costume from the yeah. Queen of Make Believe scares me. To me, it's like nightmare fuel. That and the really? song just sounds so scary. I'm like, and I'm like, I don't like it. Yeah, I'm sorry you had to feel you you felt that way or you had to you had to deal with that watching the show. That is a that that first robot 
even the, the the original song that they use that he sang during that episode is a little like eerie or kind of creepy in a way. Exactly. I for never me, it's like, Oh, go ahead. For me, it's like a sensor. It's a sensory thing. Yeah. Yeah. I never got creeped out by anything with Barney, not the old backyard gang stuff or any of the things, but I could see where, cause there's, I've heard people say that robot costume or the winkster from uh, live in New York city um, or Barney's voice on the very first ones were kind of creepy to them. And so I could see how, how that would be. I wasn't scared of Barney's voice in the first videos, and I wasn't scared of the Winkster. It just that the robot scared me, and it didn't help that when I was a little kid, my dad would, he collected antique toy robots from old sci-fi movies and TV shows oh, like sure. Lost in Space, Forbidden Planet, The Day Thirsted Still, and that didn't, that didn't help my fear. Oh, yeah, I bet. <laughs> I bet not. Um, let's see. Do you have, um, when it comes to Barney in a hole, do you have a favorite, a favorite song that you would say is your absolute favorite? My favorite song, it's a tie between If All the Raindrops and the theme song. Yeah. Why those two? Hmm. I'm not sure to be honest. If All the Raindrops always cheered me up when it was like raining and ring and stuff and the theme song it's it's catchy and yeah. i also like i love you because my parents used to sing it to me every night before i went to bed bed as a kid oh that's awesome that's beautiful um when my daughter was born uh she'll be two in march um i used to i didn't sing i love you to her much but i used to sing her the everyone a special song Aww. when when she was really tiny um, and she's a huge Barney fan now. Uh, she she loves all, and she, we watch all of them: the Backyard Gang, the later seasons, all of it. And she she loves it. I think what makes those songs special, the ones that you listed, especially with you being an early Barney's fan, is I think it, it it's something with what Bob Singleton did with the music arrangements that really that really brought all of those songs out, right? Yeah. I um, liked Bob Singleton's arrangements. When the song arrangement changed in like seasons four through six and stuff, I'm like, it didn't feel the same. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, Joe Phillips, who who took over from seasons four all the way through to the end, he was a great musician. I mean, he did all the live show uh, music and all of those things. But yeah, you're right where Bob Singleton's music just, it, it just, there's something very classic to it um, and very Barney-like that kind of got lost after after he left the series um but i think that's why those songs those three that you list were from the very beginning stages of barney um and i think it's just the way that he he made that music work and sound it was just very relatable i think in a sense um especially those three arrangements the the original i love you arrangements the theme song and if all the raindrops those are some of the best arrangements that that exist in the in the series i think as a whole um, i agree on that yeah. Um, let's see here. If you, okay, here's another question. Uh, I interviewed Emmy. Um, she was the first, the first interview and I asked her the same question. If you, um, if you were in charge of Barney, say if they wanted to reboot Barney and bring it back and they said, Heather, we want you to be in charge of this, of this new version of Barney. What would you do differently? Um, to bring that character back. Hmm. I'd probably probably see if like bring back as like guest appearances some of like the classic kids and stuff who are now adults and stuff. And I'd also 
I'd also I'd keep it live action, no no animation or anything like that. And I'd also I'd want to have a lyric added to the song my family's just right for me about a kid having either two moms or two dads, dads and Barney saying that's saying that's okay as long as they both love you and stuff. I mean, I don't believe in like I think kids I think it should should be allowed in because like some kids might have two moms or two dads and yeah. dads and I think that needs to be shown for the world, but not like push down people's push or shove down people's throats. I mean, I just want to put it out there in a simple way that love is love and family is family. Yeah, I agree with that. And I, I agree with the point that you said about not having to um, like shove it down people's throats, because I think Barney is one of those perfect characters where um, we, you don't have to do that. Right. You just introduce it. It's in a song or uh, you mention it and then you move on and it makes those people who identify with that feel seen. But it's not a lot of this like and here we're going to show you that this kid has two moms, you know, um, it's where they make it because the one thing that anyone who identifies with that just wants to feel normal like everyone else. Right. They don't need anyone to put make a big deal about that. Exactly. Right. Um. So I agree with that. And I think Barney would be a great character. I mean, even if they just showed showed in the background, like in wherever the setting they chose for it to take place, they showed like background characters with a kid with like two moms or two dads in the background. I mean, yeah. that would just be enough to show. They don't even have to say anything; just just show it. I agree, and there's no it's no different. I think than when Barney would have kids in wheelchairs or that kind of thing. They didn't or like make when he had, or like in season two when he had the kid with Down syndrome. Yeah, exactly. They're just there. They're like everyone else. We're having fun, but we, and you don't have to mention it. You, they're just a part of this fun that we're having. And I think, I think that I think I like that idea. And I think if Barney was to make a comeback, we would see those kind of things because the people who um, worked on Barney and the people who actually cared about what Barney did, you know, they, I feel like those kind of things would be a given, given to them. So I, I like that idea. For sure. I mean, Barney's messages of unconditional love and acceptance of everyone speak to me because I remember when I was in elementary school, I got bullied for liking Barney. And to be honest, he was, there were times I'd sneak my Barney doll into my backpack at school if I needed a quick hug or hugger. I felt like Barney was the only friend that I had at the time when I had no friends and friends because he didn't judge me. And I knew that even though just because he was a fictional character, he loved me for who I was and he wouldn't judge me. Yeah. Judge me. And that's, I think that sums up right there. What Barney is. Cause I think, I think everyone can identify with that. We all, anytime we needed a friend, Barney was undoubtedly the one person that we knew would, was our friend forever. Right. Um, exactly. So that's, that's awesome that you used to take him to school with you um, for those moments when you, when you felt covered. It's, it's unfortunate that, people bullied you over that but as we know with the world that we're in it's just it's just what some people do and maybe those people need a hug uh, like bob, bob west said it best on the documentary sometimes those people just need a hug um but it's exactly you have to be the one to uh feel that 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 meanness put towards you but i'm glad barney was there to to make you feel loved and uh and special in those times. yeah i remember like a couple years ago my grandparents passed away a couple years ago. Grandma was in 
2021, Grandpa was in 2016. What I did to grieve was I watched watched old Barney episodes to help me grieve. And you know what? It made me feel better because I spent a lot of time with my grandparents. I remember 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 at my grandma and grandpa's house, my grandpa would always watch a lot of TV, he'd watch a lot of sports and stuff, even boring stuff like golf. And I remember he'd <laughs> sit and he'd sit with me and he'd watch Barney with me or watch watch Nickelodeon with me. Me, yeah. me and I, it was always a happy memory I had at my grandparents' house. Yeah. You know what? Um, I had that same experience. Um, my grandma has, uh, my grandma and grandpa had an in-home daycare. My grandma still has it. Um, and so that's where I grew up. And then I eventually moved in and lived with her uh, once my grandpa passed away when I was 10. But my grandpa was one of those, one of the people in my family who supported me um enjoying and watching barney and he would he would do the same thing he was into sports and that kind of thing too wrestling and that kind of thing but he would also watch barney with me and encourage me to watch the show and those kind of things so we kind of have that in common um with our with our grandparents uh yeah awesome yeah um really quick here uh i want to try to play this game with you are you how well do you think you know you know barney's music in the show i think i know it pretty well Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to play this game with you. Uh, it's called Name That Song, and what's okay. gonna happen is I'm going to show you. Uh, or I'm going to play four to five seconds of an instrumental of a Barney song, and then I want you to just see if you can guess what that song is just by hearing those those short seconds of the song. Okay. You want to give it a try. Yep, I'll give it a try. Cool. I'll share my screen here with you. It's only three, so it's going to be very short. Um, but let's, let's see if we can try this. Let's see, uh, if we can make this work. Are you seeing that on your screen? Yep. I see it. Awesome. So yeah, this is called name that song. We're just going to do it three times. Um, and then, yeah, you just try to guess the song. Are you ready? Yep. All right, here we go. Here's number one. I honestly don't know that one. No idea. No idea. If you, if you had to take a guess, what would you what would you guess? Do you want to hear it again? Yeah, I'd like to hear it again. Okay, one more time. Here you go. I think it maybe is that the being the the friends are special one. Close. This one is Mr. Sun. Ah, Mr. Sun. I didn't recognize it. Yeah. yeah. I probably didn't recognize it because of different arrangement. Probably, yeah. Um, that and that's the difficult thing with Barney is because the arrangements change so much. Um, this second one might be a little bit more difficult for you, but we'll try it because this came after the time that you stopped watching Barney. Um, but uh, we'll we'll try it really really fast and see if you can guess this one. Ready? Ready. I don't know that one either. Don't know that one? Okay. Mm -mm. That one came, uh, that that was from Barney. Well, come on over to Barney's house. So that was Anything Can Happen. Have you ever seen that video? I saw that video. I just, it, I watch it and I mean, it really didn't feel like Barney to me. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So that's the song that they sing when uh, Barney is giving them a tour of his house. Um, so that's Anything Can Happen. I think you might know this last one. Are you ready? All right. Here we go. Everyone is special. I know that one. Everyone is special. There you go. Hey, 
there's no there's no win or lose in that game. You did you did really well. It's hard. I mean, like you said, if uh, you haven't seen those movies or if you didn't watch them much, it's hard to really know, especially by the arrangements. But um, you did, you still did pretty good. Everyone is special. That's a Bob Singleton arrangement. So I think anyone can almost guess what that song would have been. Yeah. Awesome job. Um, before, yeah, for sure. Before we end this here today, uh, one part of our of our podcast is we always ask uh, our guests to bring on a, a Barney item that they own that they hold near and dear to them. Um, and would you like to share with us what it is that you have with you today? Yep, I sure would. I have a Dakin Backyard Gang Barney doll that my mom and I found when I was probably three, four years old. We found him at a garage at a garage sale in like the Chicago in the Chicago suburbs where I lived. Awesome. So you have, have since you were about I have up on my shelf shelf I have I have the two gun dolls in both sizes. Sizes that were also found at garage sales. Wow, you're you're lucky because I can't find those gun dolls anywhere. <laughs> I remember my grandma, she almost got rid of my, my backyard gang Barney dolls, and I'm like, nope, I'm not letting you get rid of those. I'm keeping those. Yeah, I don't blame I wish I did that because I owned a lot of Barney dolls. I had one of the original I had the the larger um backyard gang doll. Um and eventually I, when I was younger, I went to this phase where I was just trying to get rid of certain things. And so my grandma and I got rid of a lot of my Barney stuff toys that I don't have anymore. And one of them was the backyard gang doll. But this is also at a time when I never thought that we would see a day where Barney wasn't on TV. So I didn't think uh, holding on to them was going to be something that was worthwhile in the, in the long run. So I really wish I would have kept those. Uh, but I'm glad you have that one because that's one that everyone tries to find and it's just so hard to get them. Yeah, I mean, I think my mom and I probably paid like a couple of bucks for it at like a garage. Yeah. So I'm thinking like, how the heck did he end up end up in Chicago? But I'm like, he's still in really good, good shape. That's awesome. Shape. I'm just happy to have him. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm, I'm glad you have that. And I'm glad you have the two gun dolls as well because those ones are even more rare. Um, but it's it's cool to have those. Do you have... um? Uh, a decent size of a collection of Barney things, or do you just have a few things that that are the most important? I have a decent size. I have, I have, I have up in my attic some of the tapes and stuff. I remember a few years ago. I remember I found it like, found it like my sister works at a thrift store called Savers. I found they got in a bunch of Barney tapes one day, and a couple of them were the Time Life ones, and wow. I got like five Time Life tapes for like ninety nine cents each. And I remember one of them was the Queen of Make Believe, and. Oddly enough, I have kind of an odd history of that episode because whenever like the power would go out at my house and stuff, stuff, and I turn back on the TV, that episode was always playing at right before the part where they put the head on the robot, and I'm like, uh -uh, I'm turning the TV off, and so yeah. that I'm afraid if I pop the tape in my VCR or my DVD VHS player, that'll that'll pop up at that mo exact moment and scare the crap out of me. Yeah, wow, that's interesting. That is kind of scary. Weird. Um, is there anything else that uh, you would like to share about Barney or your experiences with Barney or things like that that we haven't talked about on this podcast so far? Mm, I'd like to share that I I really feel that it was it was a good show that show and I think that Barney should definitely be brought back for today's kids. I think today's kids need need to hear his messages of love, unconditional love and acceptance of everyone. When I mean, with all this stuff, bad stuff going on in the world right now, now it would be nice to have some 
someone be like, it's okay. Be like, it's okay. I love you. I love you. Everything's going to be all right. Yeah. I, I like that. I think that's a perfect way to end this podcast. We do need Barney back today because more now than ever, I think we definitely need a character where our, our young kids can have a safe space to go to and someone that they trust. I mean, right. Yeah. I mean, if I ever have kids of my own someday, I'm going to, I'm definitely going to show them, show them Bar Barney. I know my family, my family, we have a family friend who has like a daughter who's like, um, she has a daughter who's almost two years old. And thanks to me, I gave, I've given her mom, mom, like Barney dolls and DVDs and stuff, stuff and stuff. And thanks to me, she kind of, be, her daughter became a Barney fan too. I tried with my nephew, but he's like, he's like, he's more into Sesame Street and Elmo and Curious George right now. Gotcha. Well, hey, any way that we can spread the love and the message of Barney, even if it's just one kid, uh, we're still we're still pushing his message along. So I think that's the best that we can do. Yep, I well, agree. I want to say thank you, Heather, for coming on to the podcast today. Um, I It's really been fun talking to you and learning. Yeah, it's been fun talking to you, too. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on. We'll have to bring you on uh, somewhere down the line after we get through more people and, and touch back with you and see okay i'd rather see i'd, ra I'd rather see uh, see more people talk talk about about barney i mean i think i said what i had to say and i'm glad i was able to get it out there so definitely also message me the youtube link when it comes out i want to show my i want to be able to show this to my friends and my family and my boyfriend and stuff so for sure i want to show this to them when it comes out yeah it's going to be it's going to start in the in the group first and barney history fans first and then yeah we eventually will chuckle we'll push it towards youtube and spotify and all those other places that you can get podcasts as well um so yeah i'll definitely let you know when that comes out um to all of our fans out there uh if you haven't signed up yet to be on the podcast i invite you to do that using the google form within the barney history fans group um and maybe one day soon we can see you in your spot of love thank you everybody we'll see you next time bye